WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light in Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school, store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. Congressman Bill Heisinga has secured more than a million dollars to dredge the St. Joseph Inner Harbor this year. He says the Army Corps of Engineers will also be providing another $560,000 for repair work to be done to the north pier of the harbor. St. Joe Harbor Master Michael Moran tells us uh, dredging the St. Joseph Harbor is critical to the region's construction industry. Our harbor is one of the, the key harbors in this part of the state. We're the main commercial harbor between Burns Harbor, Indiana, and Holland, Michigan. And we're able to get commercial shipping in here, get material in here for construction projects all over southwest Michigan and northern Indiana. And if the harbor's not dredged and we can't get these ships in, the material has to go to another port, and that adds considerably to the transportation costs. Moran says he's been in contact with Heisinga's office while the congressman sought the dredging support. Berrien County Community Development Director Dan Fetty says the dredging will help to ensure that anticipated shipments of nearly 600,000 tons of material will be received in the St. Joe Harbor this year. Heisinga says he knows projects like the major I-94 construction now underway depend on the harbor. A road worker for Van Buren County has been killed on the job. Michigan State Police say it happened at County Road 681 and 48th Avenue in Lawrence Township in a construction zone this morning. The Van Buren County Road Commission worker was holding a traffic control sign on northbound CR 681 when he was struck by a Dodge pickup driven by a 30-year-old Hartford man. Troopers say the driver failed to follow traffic controls and rear-ended a stopped Chevy pickup after trying to pass it. While attempting to pass, the Dodge struck the road worker who has been identified as a 58-year-old Dwozhak man. The driver of the Dodge and the driver of the Chevy, a 48-year-old Lawrence man, were both not hurt. Drugs are believed to have been a factor in the crash. State police say the crash remains under investigation. Van Buren County Road Commission Acting Managing Director Linnea Raider says the agency is in mourning, adding, quote, a family is now devastated and our community must now deal with a senseless tragedy. Congressman Fred Upton is lending his support to gun safety legislation being debated in Lansing. He and former Congressman Dave Trott issued a statement last month backing the Democratic proposal that would enact a red flag law, require background checks for all firearm sales in Michigan, and require that guns be stored with trigger locks or in safes. Upton told Michigan's Big Show this week other states, even those led by Republicans, have such laws. To the credit of the state legislature in Florida, they passed and Governor DeSantis signed a red flag law. I think they were the 19th state across the country now to have that. And really, a lot of it started with Indiana, and it was Governor Mitch Daniels, another Republican, and it was Governor Mike Pence, and and now the current Governor Holcomb, all Republicans, they've had the red flag law there. Upton testified this week in a state house hearing in support of the legislation. I'm hoping that they can pass it and with Republican support, and that's why Dave Crott and I strongly support uh, what the governor is trying to do with her initiative. Upton says following the shootings at Michigan State University this year, he's worried more incidents will occur at other universities. He says whenever there's a mass shooting, there's a call to do something, but then nothing is ever done. He says it's time for that to change. Meanwhile, following the Michigan State mass shooting, Cass County is taking a stand against new gun legislation. The Cass County Board of Commissioners this week unanimously approved a resolution opposing proposed bills in the Michigan Senate that would require safe gun storage for owners, universal background checks, and a red flag law. Among other things, the resolution orders Cass County officials not to enforce any new amendments or legislation because they say it infringes on our Second Amendment rights. Here's what Sheriff Richard Benke had to say to the board. I support the resolution as far as uh, supporting the, the, the laws. I do not support the fact that you're trying to run my office 
and trying to tell me what to do. And I feel that is against the law. You have the rights to do resolutions to any laws or anything that you please, but just try to keep it stay in your lane, so to speak, and don't tell the elected officials what to do. There was also about two hours of public comment with a mix of residents against the resolution, for the resolution, and in strong favor of guns in general. You can find out more at our website. Seven law enforcement officers from Berrien County have been saluted for their efforts to make the community safer. The Exchange Club of Southwest Michigan honored them with a banquet late last month. The honorees are chosen by their peers. Berrien County Sheriff's Department's Deputy of the Year is Detective Sergeant Corey Peake. Under Sheriff Chuck Height tells us Peake does a lot of forensic computer work for the Sheriff's Department. He was honored for an incident on July 5th of last year. The sheriff's office was handling a complaint where a suspect had stolen a vehicle, and when they got into a short pursuit, it ended the suspect ended up getting up on the roof of a house and later up on a telephone antenna. And in addition to his normal duties, Detective Sergeant Peak is also one of our negotiators. So he was called and was able to, within about an hour and a half, talk the subject down. The Berrien County Prosecutor's Office honored the Sheriff's Department's Detective Thad Chartrand for his investigative work with the prosecutor. Also honored by their departments were Officer Eric Wolf from St. Joe Township, Officer Wesley Springer Grounds from Lincoln Township, Officer Alex Povens from Benton Township, Officer Jacob Wright from the City of St. Joseph, Trooper Brock Belanger of the Michigan State Police, and Officer Kelly Wilkins from the City of Benton Harbor. The Exchange Club has held banquets honoring local police each year for many years. And state representatives have approved the legislation to repeal Michigan's 1931 abortion ban. The vote was 58 to 50, with two Republicans joining Democrats to vote yes this week. However, Republican James DeSantis says the protection of unborn children is being seriously threatened. Under these bills, the unborn child will enjoy practically no safeguards under Michigan law. Whatever protections may have been left in place by Proposal 3 will be nullified by these new bills. There was a time, Madam Speaker, when we recognized life as an objective good, a gift to be cherished, a right to be protected. It is my hope that Michigan will once again value life in all of its stages. Supporters of the law say that women suffer when they can't access the reproductive health care they need. The 1931 ban was nullified by Proposal 3 that passed in November, giving women a constitutional amendment to abortion rights. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture in Dwozhak, where furniture shopping is fun. President Biden is encouraging Congress to pass a new bipartisan Senate bill aimed at better securing the nation's railroad system in following last month's toxic train derailment in Ohio. ABC's Justin Finch has more from Washington. Ohio Senators Democrat Sherrod Brown and Republican J.D. Vance are co-sponsoring the Railway Safety Act of 2023. It calls for several reforms, including requiring railroads to create disaster. An 83-year-old Vietnam veteran is at long last getting his due. President Joe Biden today awarded the Medal of Honor to retired Colonel Paris Davis, one of the first black officers to lead a special forces team in combat. Davis's recommendation for the medal had been lost, resubmitted, then lost again. Biden says Davis was everything this medal means. In an interview with the Associated Press, Davis says finally receiving the recognition is like getting a long-anticipated ice cream cone. Davis said, quote, you know what it looks like, what it smells like, you just haven't licked it. Ground testing is to begin today at the site of the toxic train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. ABC's Dave Packer has more. Burning vinyl chloride can result in dioxins, a toxic pollutant that can cause cancer and other health problems. 
and it was vinyl chloride that burned after the derailment in East Palestine. Residents at a town meeting concerned for themselves and their children. The kids are coming into this school. They have symptoms. They get symptoms sometimes increase when they're in school. Teachers are having symptoms. And while the EPA has said monitoring shows a low probability of release of dioxin from this incident, it will now require Norfolk Southern to start testing the soil for dioxins. Dave Packer, ABC News. Amazon is pausing construction on its second headquarters in Virginia following the biggest round of layoffs in the company's history and shifting landscapes of remote work. Amazon's real estate chief said in a statement the Seattle-based company is delaying the beginning of construction of Penn Place, the second phase of its headquarter developments in northern Virginia. He says the company has already hired more than 8,000 employees and will welcome them to the Met Park campus, the first phase of the development, when it opens in June. The company says it still plans to welcome 25,000 workers to the area when the entire project is completed. New York Republican Congressman George Santos was interviewed six years ago as part of an ATM fraud case. ABC's Aaron Katursky has more. In 2017, police in Seattle spotted someone removing a device from a bank ATM that's used to steal card information. That individual, Gustavo Ribeiro Trella, was found with a number of incriminating items that were addressed to a home in Florida associated with George Santos. The U.S. Secret Service interviewed Santos as part of the case, though it's not known whether he was ever pursued as a target. Santos also appeared in court on behalf of Trella. A recording of that court appearance obtained by Politico shows Santos identified himself as an employee of Goldman Sachs, which years later he admitted was a lie. Aaron Katursky, ABC News, New York. The U.S. has announced a new $400 million military package to Ukraine that for the first time includes armored vehicles that can launch bridges. This will allow troops to cross rivers or other gaps as Russian and Ukrainian forces remain entrenched on opposite sides of the Dnieper River. The armored vehicle launched a bridge is a portable folding metal bridge that's carried on top of a tank body. Providing that system now could help Ukrainian troops as they launch an expected spring offensive. Since Russia invaded a year ago, the U.S. has provided $32 billion in military weapons and equipment to Ukraine. The South Carolina murder trial that captivated the nation will see the head of a powerful family spend the rest of his life in prison for murdering his wife and son. Maybe sees Brian Clark has more. Alec Murdoch continued to maintain his innocence. I'm innocent. I would never hurt my wife Maggie, and I would never hurt my son Pawpaw. But the day after a jury convicted the former attorney of killing his wife Maggie and son Paul in 2021, Judge Clifton Newman sentenced Murdoch to the rest of his life behind bars. When handing down the sentence for the death of Paul Murdoch, he said, Whom you probably love so much, I sentence you to prison. Murdering him. Judge Newman called this one of the most troubling cases he'd ever seen. Brian Clark, ABC News. President Joe Biden exudes confidence as the next race for the White House approaches. During his State of the Union address, he lured unruly Republicans into agreeing with him that federal entitlements should be protected. He's trumpeted job creation and a trillion-dollar public works package, and he used a spy thriller tactics to sweep into Ukraine. For most presidents, that would be the centerpiece of a re-election campaign, but with the famously fickle 80-year-old Biden stopping short of officially declaring his 2024 candidacy, he's leaving just enough room to back out of the race and focus instead on using such moves to cement his legacy. And from Creed to Chris Rock, there's a bunch of new stuff to watch this weekend. ABC's Jason Nathanson takes a look. New in theaters this weekend, Adonis Creed is back. 
I walked away with some unfinished business. Michael B. Jordan returns again to star in Creed 3, which also marks his directorial debut, and the film is expected to have the biggest opening weekend of the franchise. Operation Fortune is an action comedy from Guy Ritchie starring Jason Statham, Aubrey Plaza, Hugh Grant, and more. Streaming. Nice to be here. Chris Rock is the comedian starring in Netflix's first live stand-up special that's on Saturday and out now on Prime Video. What do you think the song's about? Daisy Jones and the Six is about a band in the 70s starring Elvis's granddaughter, Riley Keough. And yes, she sings. <laughs> Jason Nathanson, ABC News, Hollywood. WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.